Hi everyone, I am Diane Duzon, your host for today and welcome to our podcast episode. So, we are the group 2 from TBLHEB. So, let's all welcome our guest speakers for today. Come on guys, introduce yourselves. My name is Elvens Fernandez from TBLHEB. Hi, I'm Arabel Arcasalme from HEB Group 2. Thank you guys. So our podcast topic for today is about stellar evolution. So guys, what comes to your mind when you hear the word stellar evolution? Any of you can answer. Mm, maybe star? Life cycles of stars? Well, that's correct. Let's start if your first impression is right. I will give you a quick trivia. Did you know that stellar evolution is a description of the way that stars change with time? On human time cycles, most stars do not appear to change at all. But if we were to look for billion of years, we would see how stars are born, how they are aged, and how finally how they die. This topic really caught my attention. It is really interesting to know more about stellar evolution. Since we already knew about stellar evolution, can you tell us more? I mean, what causes stellar evolution? So, let's tackle what causes stellar evolution. Stellar evolution starts with the gravitational collapse of a giant molecular cloud. So therefore, typical giant molecular clouds are roughly 100 light years or 9.5 by 10 kilometer across to contain up to 6 million solar masses, or 1.2 by 10 kilogram. As it collapses, a giant molecular cloud breaks into smaller and smaller pieces. I'm bad at math, <laughs> but when I hear it, I can't even imagine it. It is so huge, huh? <laughs> yes, you are right. I actually can even imagine it. Can I ask a question? I'm thinking about it and I can wait to ask. Why is star evolution important? Well, it is a good question, Renel. Now that you bring it up, I am curious too. I want to know it too. Stellar evolution, in the form of this fuel consumption, stages and their finality, is important because it is responsible for the production of most of the elements, all elements after helium and hydrogen. Moreover, Stages in the life cycle of stars are a vital part in the formation of galaxies, <gasps> new stars, and planetary systems. Oh, I get it now. At least now I have an answer if my future son <laughs> daughter will ask me about it. <laughs> this topic is really interesting to all of us, I know. But before we proceed, let's take a quick break. Shop 
and this is brought to you by Shopee 15.15 sale. You can just download the app from Google Play Store and shop whatever you want. And now, welcome back to our podcasting. Again, this is Group 2 from TVLHEB. And now let's continue. Are you guys ready to know even more? <laughs> yes, I am excited to know more about the Star Evolution. Your voice sounds like you're hungry. Did you eat? Give some energy. Come on. <laughs> well, I am glad to know it. At least I know you guys seem to- so interested about this topic. Can we talk about stellar life cycle? I am curious about that. Yes, yes, of course. So let's talk all about what is the stellar life cycle. Stellar evolution is the process by which a star undergoes a sequence of radical changes during its lifetime. Depending on the mass of the star, this lifetime ranges from only a few million years for the most massive to trillion of years for the, for the least massive, which is considerably longer than the age of the universe. I want to dig more about this topic. I'm really enjoying this. You do? Well, let's dig more about this topic. Now let's talk about the physical problem of stellar evolution. According to Cornell University of Solar and Stellar Astrophysics, the current problem of stellar evolution is the theory of stellar evolution plays a central role in astrophysics as stellar models are used in inter are used in infer properties for galactic and extragalactic stellar populations as well as explanatory systems. However, Despite decades of experience, stellar models still face major issues linked to transport processes of chemicals and angular momentum. So therefore, this review will focus on some of the processes responsible for the most sizable uncertainties in stellar models, such as for example, convection, rotation, and mass loss. The presentation will discuss their implementation, their impact on theoretical predictions, and how various observational constraints can help us gain insight on the physics inside stars and face the current challenges of the theory of stellar evolution. Oh, this stellar evolution is really deep. I mean, if you really want to know about the story of it, you must do a deep research about it. For us to able understand more and give more knowledge to people too. I mean, exactly. You hit it. I am enjoying this. This gives us a lot of knowledge because not everyone knows about it and has the time to research it. Right? So thanks to this podcast topic, we help others out there to know about this topic. Yes, I agree with that. And now let's talk about the stages of it. Oh, they have stages too. Yes, Alvins, they have. As a matter of fact, stellar evolution can be compared to the life cycle of a butterfly. How? A stellar evolution has stages too, like in a butterfly where it starts in a larvae, caterpillar, cocoon, and evolves to a butterfly. Correct. A stellar evolution has seven stages. What are those stages? Those are the giant molecular cloud state, wherein the star's first form is made up of gas clouds and heavy dust. So, do you mean that stars come from clouds and dust in space? Yes, and it's called nebulae. So, a quick 
Trivia, a nebula is an interstellar cloud of dust, hydrogen, helium, and other ionized gases. Originally, the term was used to describe any diffuse astronomical object, including galaxies beyond the Milky Way. And the second state is protostar, wherein the gas cloud and dust runs together and form a tremendous amount of energy, and then boom, the star is born. So, this is the part when the star started to heaten up? Yes, because when gravitational potential forms turns to kinetic energy, this can cause thermal energy. And the next is theta phase. This is when components stop falling into the protostars and unleash massive amount of energy. A T-Tauri star forms, the Tauri star's average temperature is insufficient to allow nuclear fusion and its core. The T-Tauri star lives for around 100 million years before entering the most advanced stage of its evolution. So if you are asking how long is the T-Tauri phase, the answer is they typically rotate with a period between 1 and 12 days compared to a month for the sun and, uh, and are very active and variable. What is the next stage? What will happen to the star? And now, this is the main sequence stage. The main sequence phase of development occurs when the core temperature reaches the point where fusion can begin. The protons of hydrogen are transformed into helium atoms in this process. This reaction is exothermic, meaning it produces more heat than it consumes. As a result, the core of a main sequence star releases a massive quantity of energy. So, do you mean it gets hotter and hotter? Elvins, you are right. And what is the next stage? You're so excited about this topic, huh? Yes, because I love all about astrology. And oh, here's the next part, the red giant. Quick trivia again. Did you know that if <gasps> star gets bigger and bigger, it's getting colder and colder? Yes, exactly. Because red giants have cooler surfaces than main sequence stars. They look red rather than yellow. At its center, a star transforms hydrogen atoms to helium over the course of its existence. When the hydrogen fuels turns out, the internal reactions comes to a halt. A star compres compresses inward due to gravity. If the reaction does not occur at the core, causing it to expand, the star evolves from the subgiant star to a red giant as it expands. And the next stage is? The next stage is the fusion of heavier elements and the stars expands. Helium molecules fuse in its core. This reaction's energy prevents the core from collapsing. Once the helium fusion is completed, the core shrinks and begins to fuse in carbon. This cycle continues until iron is found at the core. The energy absorbed by the iron fusion event causes the core to collapse. This implosion transforms massive stars into a supernova while smaller stars, like the sun, contract into white dwarfs. So what is a white dwarf? A white dwarf is a small, very dense star that is typically the size of a planet. A white dwarf is formed when a low-mass star has ex exhausted all its central nuclear fuel and lost its outer layers as a planetary nebula. And finally, the last stage. 
What will happen to the star now? It is called supernovae and the planetary nebulae. The outer layers of the star are blasted into space, but the center implodes into a neutron star or a singularity known as a black hole. Less massive stars do not explode. Instead, their cores compress into a small burning star called a white dwarf. While the outside material floats away, stars that are smaller than the sun lack the mass to burn with anything other than the red light during their primary phase. It's difficult to find these red dwarfs. This may, however, be the most common star capable of burning 4 trillion of years. Wait, what? Is the sun a class of star? <laughs> yes, you probably didn't listen. <laughs> yes, a sun is classified as star. Explanation Stars are space objects that produces their own energy through fusion reaction of gases. Sun, the star of our solar system, is a star because it produces energy by the fusion reaction of helium turning into hydrogen. And that is the facts about the stellar evolution. I have a beautiful quote from Mr. Euros. It says, This entire process of stellar evolution is by natural process alone. We do not have to invoke divine intervention at any stage in the history of the life cycle of the stars that we observe. Well, it's such a wonderful quote. So guys, thank you for tuning up with us. I am again Diane Duzon, your host for this podcast episode. Again, we are the group 2 from TVLHEV. God bless, stay safe, and thank you.